the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Thanks for joining us this week. Glad to have Danny back with us this time. Danny, how are you feeling? Ben, I'm feeling good. We've had one of those uh, cycles the last couple of weeks of lots of illness at our house, but thankfully, I think everybody is somewhat on the mend. I'm on the mend, and so, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, can I say back in the saddle? It's not a horse. It's just a chair. But right. uh, I don't know what you're sitting on. <laughs> I'm sitting on a chair, that's for sure. Uh, so glad to be back, though, with you and excited to talk life and ministry again. And, um, you know, today uh, I'm pretty excited that we get to sort of talk about what it's like to have your plans interrupted or your schedule interrupted and all that good stuff. So glad to be back with you. Yeah, we 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 both have kind of had those issues the last couple of weeks because of different family things and ministry things where what we thought we were going to do just didn't happen. We had it in our ministry. We had it at home and we even had it in with this podcast when we were going to record just because of circumstances that came up. So let's, let's kind of break that down when, because we all can know about that kind of experience. We all know what it's like to have your plans, you know, okay, this is what's going to happen today and tomorrow and the next day. We've got it worked out. We've got time for all of it. And then something happens and all of that's just out the window. It happens to everybody in ministry. And if it hasn't happened to you recently in ministry, get ready because it's probably getting ready to happen pretty soon again. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Especially, so, you know, you, you think of like your your bivocational guys that, uh, you know, maybe working a couple of jobs plus the church and yeah, when those weeks happen, it can really, it feels like a setback. It feels stressful. Um, but hopefully um, after after today, there'll be some encouragement for folks out there. Yeah. So when you, that happens to you, what's your first response typically uh, when your plans just kind of, you know, get turned upside down? Yeah. You know, I'm so spiritual. I just completely trust the Lord with everything. I don't stress about it. No, I, uh, I think like everybody else, you know, we kind of live and die by our calendar. Uh, my wife and I with three kids and they're at that age where they're going all kinds of different directions and a plus the church and all the things we go uh, have going on. In fact, um, right before I got sick a couple of weeks ago, we had just submitted some stuff for, um, some outreach in our community. We had just begun the process of transitioning um, our current staff member into more of a church planting residency. And so lots of excitement. And then all of a sudden I'm on the shelf for a couple of weeks and my wife gets sick at the same time. And now it's passing to the kids. And so, yeah, I think immediately that first, um, that first reaction is a little bit of a stressful reaction. It's a little bit of, I don't have time for this. Uh, you know, I don't typically, you know, go doom and gloom or anything like this, but you just look at your calendar, you look at everything going on and all these plates that are spinning and yeah, you just get a little stress. So I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody, you know, listening uh, would be surprised to know that, but um, you know, it gives you an opportunity um, to kind of look at that calendar and go, okay, out of all of that, what is the most important and what is the most valuable, but yeah, that first reaction, I get a little stressed. What about you when, when that happens to you? Because you were you you kind of walked through some of this, um, you know, it wasn't sickness, but you had a lot going on just, you know, with 
some flood damage. And yeah, stuff like we that. had so, some issues going on um, back during the w- late winter and had some pi- water over- issues in our house and had to end up moving out of our house for a few weeks for doing some construction, moving in with my in-laws for three weeks. And when you put six people's things in one bedroom, it doesn't matter how long, how much you all love each other. It adds stress and everything kind of gets turned upside down. You're running back and forth, you know, thankfully we're back home now. Uh, but when you're doing all those things, it just, it really is a stressful type thing. And you tend to, um, be more emotional. Maybe I know I get, I don't tend to really just explode, but I get to the point where I, it builds up. And so it's just, just like this break, this, like the dam breaks and just this flood of uh, emotions comes out in a lot of ways. And it's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, how am I yeah, going to get absolutely. through all of this? Yeah. Um, and that's when, it, you're like you said, it's good to come back and, and say, how, what is the most important thing? What do I have to get done? And when we start looking at it that way, we probably start to realize there are a lot of things that I'm doing that I think I have to do that I really don't have to do. Um, I know back in the fall when my family, we had COVID and we were basically home for a month because of the quarantine dates. And I know my youngest kids were at home for seven weeks because we were quarantined and they were. And then because of the circumstances, the dates, they had to go two more weeks since they didn't test positive. And so there was a time period when we were, you know, six, seven weeks for the most part, we were all at home. And so there were still a lot of ministry I could do from home, but there were a lot of things I couldn't do from there. And it changed a lot of those things. I began to realize what are the most important things. And some of those things that we even neglect, we I began to realize are some of the more important things, the contacts, relationship, we're still able to talk to people, call people, reach out in those um, moments and just minister to them. Um, we were able to do and kind of prioritize, okay, what are the most important things in ministry? Yeah. And you begin to, you have to learn to trust that all of the ministry you've been doing, all of the people you've been investing in, all the people you've been connecting with. Um, I know for me, um, I had to, I had to be okay. And I know that sounds terrible to say, because I think as chair one, chair two, chair three leaders, we just tend to like to see things happen a certain way. And I know that's something we have to grow in. And so for me, it was, you know, trusting that the people, um, in the ministry can, can keep that going for two, three weeks, or in your case, four, five, six, seven weeks where you're like, okay, I would rather be there doing that. But I know that, Hey, we spend time with these people. Um, we know their heart, they know our heart. So we're trusting that God is going to work in all of this, even when I can't be on the front line doing it. So yeah, I think getting the point from stress to evaluating, okay, what's most important, that process in the middle is a pretty interesting process because I think there's something happened inwardly to our life. Like you said, the emotions that come out, um, not necessarily blowing up, but just uh, having these uh, moments where you're like, my goodness, I've got to get out of this house or I've got to get back to uh, doing what I need to do. And so, yeah, that process in the middle is not often very fun from going from, uh, oh my goodness, what am I going to do to, hey, what's most important? It's that in-between time that, that really you know, hurts and really uh, is helpful and beneficial. Um, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes in the middle of that, I've got to be careful not to waste that. You know, I don't want to just binge out on Netflix. I mean, I'm not saying it's not bad to, you know, I, I think I saw something recently. This has nothing to do with 
you know, but it's just kind of an interesting stat. There's a show that used to be on Netflix. It's now not on there. I think it's on the maybe app or whatever network produced it. But uh, this show called The Office that's somewhat popular, like billions and billions of minutes from the time it was on Netflix, the time it went off. I mean, it was just insane. So it's easy to veg out. It's easy just to go, well, I'll just I'll just check out for two weeks. But I find that makes me more stressful if I do that. Not saying I didn't use some of that time to play some games with the kids or watch a movie or something like that, but I don't want to waste that process. Yeah, and I think when those um, those t- seasons come, <laughs> they're going to come when nothing is right, when our whole um, – just our plans don't work out. One of the things we've got to remember is make sure we are prioritizing those most important things and specifically in our personal walk with the Lord. Uh, make sure – I know it's easy when when things get busy to neglect that. It's you know, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to get here, I've got to go there, I've got to take the kids to the doctor. And sometimes some of those, you know, moments for our personal worship, personal time in the word, time in prayer are easy to get nudged out or reduced back. Um and I was reading a couple weeks ago in Psalms and it just talks about how the um the storms were there and how the writer was talking about God's doing all these things that's around, but God says, be still. Yeah. And in those moments when your stress is high and when everything is going uh, crazy and your plans are being disrupted, it's important to make sure you're pulling away from that at least sometime to be still because God is aware of those circumstances. God is aware that the storm is going on around you, that there's more to do than there's time in the day to do it. And he wants you to trust him through that. So use those moments as opportunities to trust and pull back and make sure you're not neglecting time in the word in prayer. Um, And those will make you more fruitful in the other time that you do have, if you will do that. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good word. I mean, we're not good at being still and uh, and not only not good at being still, but just being quiet. You know, if you're traveling back and forth to the office or in your job or, or multiple jobs or whatever you have going on, you typically maybe have a, a show going on, the, you know, at home where you've got the radio on or something. Or this podcast. Or this podcast. That's right. And that's okay. The Lord would say it's okay for this podcast. But, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's a good word, though, because I know for me, um, the last three weeks, um, I would say I've been very fruitful in that regard because, um, you know, the busyness and the activity of life can certainly, um, you know, not that I wasn't praying or reading my Bible, but sometimes it can become mechanical and it can become just like, let me get a little bit here. But, you know, I've had some extended times that I've, that I've had in the word and, and prayer. And, and honestly, now that I'm kind of getting back in the saddle uh, here in ministry again and life again, um, it's allowed me to come back to it with some kind of fresh perspective and fresh eyes going, Hey, I was away for three weeks. Uh, you know what? Now that I've had three weeks to think about this thing that we were planning and praying for, um, Hey, here's some things that the Lord has brought to my heart. So yeah, you don't want to waste that time. And God is redeeming that time. It's easy in our flesh with those emotions with all the uh, the pressures of feeling like, oh my goodness, these things aren't getting done, that God redeems that time um, and uses it um, just in your life. And then again, I think, I think even in the ministry that you're involved with, whatever level that is, I think it's just an opportunity to come back into it with some fresh um, perspective and just a, 
uh, you know, this is kind of a corny uh, cliche thing, but with a full tank, you know, and, uh, and it really helps out. Yeah. Now, there are times when your schedule is interrupted because of sickness and those kind of things. But there are the times when your schedule is interrupted because of urgent things. And it's it's not mm-hmm. that, hey, I'm pulled out of the, the ability to do things. It's there's six other things that are suddenly on my plate that have that's to right. get done. Yes. And I can't drop these other things. That's right. Um, that's where as a chair two leader, typically if you're in the chair two role, you're going to have other leaders around you, at least a chair one above you and someone else. And that's where your relationship with them can be helpful. Yeah, because you good. want to have the ability to go and say, hey, look, I've got a lot on my plate this week. Maybe it's personal, but this is just coming. Can you help me with this? And so having those lines of communication where you can help carry the load of others. We do that in our church office. And I, I work on a larger staff in proportion, you know, in perspective of all the other churches, a larger church staff. And so there's a lot of days, hey, I've got a busy week this week. Can somebody cover my hospital day? Um, can you cover, I'll cover you for you next week. So developing that rapport among other ministers. I mean, if you're volunteers in the church in that chair two role, you can do that as well with other volunteers. Mm-hmm. But then the important thing is if you're needing people to help you in those moments when you're busy, realize that they're going to have those moments as well. Be willing, be there, reach out, be observant and say, Hey, it appears that you've got a really busy week. Is there something I can take off the table for you? And I can, I can deal with that for you. So when, when you realize that I've got busy season, it means other people do as well. You're going to need help in those busy seasons. Be a helper for others in their busy season mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and I think one of the things, uh, I, that's such a great word, Ben. I appreciate that because I think what you're really alluding to there as well is just developing that teamwork around you. You know, ministry, it's easy to, you know, I've, I've tried to stay away from phrases over the last couple of years, and I don't even know where I heard this, I think I heard it from another minister or somewhere along the line over the years, but, you know, we'll use phrases like my ministry or my this. And, you know, really, when you think about it, we're involved with a team. So maybe you're the chair one, the chair two, and the chair three leader all wrapped into one. Maybe you are volunteer. Maybe you're like Ben at uh, a little bit larger context where you got some guys developing those relationships around you where you can say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to trust this, that, that the ministry is still going to happen while I'm on the shelf for the next couple of weeks. And I can help each other out stepping in when we need some help, having each other's back. I mean, this sounds very biblical, I think uh, about, you know, bearing one another's burdens and helping each other out. And, and I think it reminds us to build that relationship with our team members, you know, don't be competitive, but try to build that cooperation because yeah, whether it's sickness or whether all of a sudden, uh, you know, like for me, uh, right before Christmas, I had two funerals kind of back to back and, uh, you know, took away a whole Friday and Saturday one week, took away like a Tuesday and Wednesday the next week. And, you know, you're still trying to prep for sermons. You're still trying to plan and pray and meet people. And, man, I was so thankful for our associate pastor that uh, helped out so much the last couple of weeks. He's done the same thing. But just building that relationship with others in your church, with your staff because you need each other. I mean, we're not called to do this by ourselves. And I don't know, it just breaks that self-sufficiency that we all struggle with that, you know, I'm the master of my own domain. I can do my own thing and we really need each other help. And I I don't know, it invites people in who might be able to give us some fresh perspective. Have you ever had an experience uh, maybe where somebody filled in for you on something, stepped in, came in and said, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, 
hey, I, I met with this guy. I think he'd be really good, and maybe he wasn't on your radar. Have you ever had anything like that uh, take place? Yeah, I think we've had some of those moments, and maybe in those times when you're kind of a backs against the wall um, and you have to get somebody to fill in because you can't. You realize, you know, maybe there's some things here. Here's a person who's rising to the challenge. Maybe this is something I need to begin passing off to them mm-hmm. from a regular basis instead of me having to do it. Um, and, and raising up others to help in the work of the ministry. Uh, so those become teaching times. And in those moments, while you're, if your back's against the wall, when you've got medical issues or you've got family things going on or ministry pressures, and people will see that and say, look, I've got this. I need this. Somebody help me with this. It's an opportunity to train them and bring them up and bring them into ongoing ministry in that area. If they can do it in an emergency you know, obviously they can't do your primary responsibilities, but there are some things that maybe you've been doing that in those urgent moments when things are busy, others step in. You can train them. You can say, hey, you did a good job with that. Do you think you yeah, might be able and willing to help do that ongoing? So in those busy moments, look at it as a training uh, leadership development moment to bring others alongside you. Yeah, and I, I think in, you know, where I'm at and, and kind of how I approach ministry sometimes, you know, being a little bit of a smaller church, you know, where we wear multiple hats, lots of different things. Um, you know, I have, uh, well, I have a couple of um, visuals that I use, um, you know, for lack of a better word. I mean, Nams use this. It's called the pipeline. I have sort of a pipeline that I use at our church to go. Okay, I've identified Ben, uh, you know, maybe as somebody that can help out or maybe Ben's just, ro- you know, rose to the occasion like you're talking about. When we think about people surrendering their life to ministry or to missions or stuff like that, I think there's times I'm like, hey, Lord, call people to ministry in our church. That'd be great. But I, I know or I'm, I think I'm learning to know that sometimes that happens when you give people those opportunities and all of a sudden they go, not only do you see it, but they see it and kind of go, hey, maybe maybe God's calling me. So in my mind, I have this pipeline where I'm like, how do I get a person from just showing up on Sunday to kind of the very top level of at least considering a vocational call to ministry? And I know there's a lot of in between there, but yes, we are willing to let people take on ministry and we begin to see people rise to the occasion. I think in my mind, I go, man, they just, they're accelerating now to a point where, hey, they might honestly think about ministry as a calling in their life and not just you know, something they enjoy on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, so I think that could be helpful. And I think I have to look at this whole being on the shelf or interrupted as, hey, is this an opportunity for somebody who's not thought about a calling to begin that yeah. process? Yeah, it may be God is bringing that storm to raise someone else, not so much to for you, but for to, op- to open a door so someone yeah. else rises up in ministry. Yeah, that's good. Um, steps into an opportunity. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. And it's, again... Uh, that initial reaction that we talked about at the very beginning. Oh my goodness. I'm stressed. What am I going to do? This is not good. You know, uh, again, you can go a lot of different directions. We talked about, you can veg out, you can waste that two, three, four week stretch, or not only can God do a work in your life to give you a a full tank, but he can also begin to use other people um, to accelerate their growth in Christ, their uh, willingness to consider ministry and mission. So yeah, I think, 
these interrupted plans we have to look at as a, a, a redeeming thing that God is using both in our life and in the life of those that we serve. Yeah, I, this conversation may have ended up somewhere. I don't even know we intended it to end up. <laughs> that's but right. I think, I think that's true. Don't waste those opportunities, those busy seasons. Um, we look at them as stressors and like, I want to get out of it just to get out of it. But while you're in the midst of it, look for where God may be moving in your life and in your heart and where he may be moving in other people because of the intensity of the season in your life right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And and maybe one more thing I would add to it is, you know, sometimes we as, as ministers, we're not good at asking for help. And I think sometimes, too, um, it's just good to be reminded you need people praying for you um, and you need people. Uh, you need to let people check on you and minister to you during these seasons. One of the most encouraging things over the last three or four weeks was just a phone call, a text. We got some cards in the mail just saying, hey, we love you and we're praying for you. And I'm telling you, you know, ministry's hard and it's easy to focus on the negative and the critics. It's really nice to be reminded, you know what, you need people praying for you. It's nice to be encouraged and let people speak into your life. Let people encourage you. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes, we all need that help and, and we need to welcome that help. And here on Chair 2 Leaders, we are thankful for some help. We get some from some good friends of ours who are sponsors. Danny, tell them about CBC. Yeah, we are so thankful for Central Baptist College. They've been such a good friend to the podcast. And they want you to know that if you need a college degree but don't feel like you have the time, the Pace College Degree Program at CBC in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format, and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. Central Baptist College understands you can't quit your full-time job, which is why they've developed a flexible format that helps adults and has helped adults for the last 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So here's how you can get started. Visit cbc.edu online, apply for admission or request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll in classes, so visit cbc.edu slash online today. You can earn, start earning your degree. You can reach your goals. You can find some opportunities to uh, just be encouraged. And let me just also give a shout out to the softball team over there at CBC. They're headed to the tournament. And uh, so we'll, we hope that, uh, that they do well. You know, they, they won a national championship uh, not right. too recent past. So. They, uh, they're pretty formidable over there, the old CBC Mustangs. The Mustangs are playing softball. That's right. That's right. That's yes. right. We're thankful for them. Danny, it's been good visiting with you today. Thanks for joining us for Chair 2 Leaders this week. Make sure you follow us on social media so you'll know about episodes coming out and conversations we have on there. Uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.